All sports, all the time. There's heroes and there's legends. Heroes get remembered. Legends never die. This is the Spoken Podcast. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. I'm your host, Lance Woodwell. Man, that kid, he can ball, man. He can ball. Touchdown, Kansas City! Man with freaking Mahomes, baby! Uh, let's talk some sports, because that's what we're here to do. You are tuned in to the Spoken. Spoken. Ladies and gentlemen, here is Lance Twidwell. This is the Spoken Podcast. I am your host, Lance Twidwell, here inside the Foolish Club Studios with my guys, Trevor Twidwell, What's good? Eddie Ortiz, and a guy that I guess I can say I put up with, uh, but does okay work. Um, that, you know, we, we decide, you know, he keeps asking to come on the show every single He's week. He's but like, you know what, dude? The, the whole city's in lockdown. We might as well just have the guy on the show. <laughs> Let's give it up for our guy from Arrowhead Pride, the one and only Kent Swanson. All right, hold on. I, this is like my. This is like our fourth date. Why are yeah. you clapping? Can we just like can we bypass the clapping moving forward? Please? This is a date where we want to get it on, man. <laughs> There's still a first base thing that's going on, dude. I mean, you're really hard to get. You know what I mean? I just you know you can chastity you can, belt. Just, it's it's staying on, but it's, it's, like it's like Robin Hood men in tights around here. <laughs> See, we're, we're all laughing. We're having a great time, man. And that's that's kind of the, the attitude I want to continue with this show today because let's be let's be totally honest here at the table, guys. There hasn't been a lot of laughter uh, over the last, I would say, 48 to 72 hours in America in particular. But this there's been a problem that's been ongoing in our world mm. for much longer. And unfortunately, it's been something that has been, I would say, safely has been ignored uh, until this week here in our United States. And we're going to obviously talk a ton of Chiefs with our guy Kent. Otherwise, there's no reason for us to even bother him to come out here tonight. But <laughs> You want my medical advice? Or, I mean, I, okay, I see how we're gonna talk. We're going to talk cricket, and we're going to talk a little bit of back mitten. But no, <laughs> we're, we're going we're gonna to talk a lot of Chiefs, I promise you guys. But there's just something off the top that I want to I want to address regarding all of this. Uh, regardless of the sport, regardless of the league, there are key phrases and statements that are universally utilized. And and when games are in motion, when matches are in stride, we use phrases such as adjustments and and mid-game adjustments when analyzing a particular game and or matchup. We as sports fans, we as Americans, and most importantly, we as humans are in the midst of an adjustment, if you will. And we are adjusting to something that most of, if not all of us, is without question what I would consider an unprecedented time. And for us that follow and consume sports, this is extremely challenging, seeing that in most cases, whenever we face hardship or even tragedy, we turn to sports to be a distraction or even an escape. And that can be scary. Simply put, we are in uncharted territory for all of us. Uh, We are facing something that is so new to all of us. and And the only option we have at this point is to contribute to ensuring that this virus does not make an even more severe impact on the lives that it affects the most. Regardless of which side of the aisle you stand or support, we have to take this virus seriously. Whether it was the initial reports out of Asia months ago or it being the Jazz Center, Rudy Gobert testing positive a few days ago, this isn't something we can overlook nor ignore. As sports fans, as people, we can only get through this together. 
And I hope these words ring loud to the listener because this applies to each one of us. Like the fans screaming their brains out on third down an arrowhead, we ask that you play your part and adjust with the team's needs. We are going to get through this. Let me make, let me make that very, very clear. Because I know there's a lot of people out there that are very scared, very frightened about this, and I understand that. We are going to get through this. And we here at the Spoken Podcast will be here with you through the entire ride. The world of sports will resume, and we will be able to enjoy the games and athletes that we love the most once again. When is that going to happen? We don't know, but it will happen. But in the meantime, take heed to the challenge that we all face. Protect yourself and the ones that rely on you, and stay aware, stay conscientious as we learn and adapt from this unfortunate event. This is the mid-game adjustment, mid-game adjustment we all must make if we plan on regaining the life and normalcy we all are accustomed to and enjoy. And again, we had to be very serious right now, and we had to talk, talk about something very serious because it's something, like I said, we cannot ignore. But we're also going to have a really good time. And why else would we bring our guy, Kent Swanson, off? We weren't trying to have a good Party time. time so let's have a good fucking time for episode 55 Kent, we already the asked you episode. Episode. Yes, the D- hey. <laughs> And we are already off sides as it starts. Oh, Great. No. <laughs> and that, show. that doesn't hurt anymore. That just doesn't, no, hurt, doesn't hurt anymore. It, it, we can, we can joke about anything. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> so, Kent, let's just let's just start from the top, man. How are how are things going for you, man? You talked about before we started recording that you've just not slept at all. The grind is real, my the friend. Is real. I mean, it's always real. I, yeah. it, we don't stop over at Arrowhead Pride until, like, May or June. You know, we go straight from the season. Yep into the draft season and it's just been a whirlwind trying to get through all that stuff i'm glad that it took a little bit more time uh for the season obviously because yeah. the, our team won the super bowl <laughs> i haven't talked to you guys since then <laughs> Dude, I know that's what the team won the freaking super bowl <laughs> What a time to be alive! Yeah, I was, yeah, I was yeah, so high five yeah, right now. But, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if it was another day, yeah, we'd be, ah, we'd be chest we'd be high five hugging, so head button walls and shit. But no, no, give me knuckles right yeah, there. There we go. Yeah, yeah we're good. Go. But yeah, it no, it's been a good time, man. It's it's been a lot of work, and uh, the work's not stopping for us for a little bit longer. But we're yeah. we're holding it up. We're holding up there. And the Super Bowl actually did help make things better. Oh, absolutely, legitimately did everything better. Now. Obviously, Everything. Obviously, yeah. I want you. I want you to talk about from from the very get go about the Casey draft guide. Oh. It's ready and, and available to go. It's it's ready, available for pre orders. Re- available. We're not, we're not there yet. We're still grinding on that. There you go. Much. There you go. Okay. And so, when can we first of all expect it to be ready for actual just purchase? And two, um, how excited should Chiefs fans be about this draft guide? Because this is the first one you guys have made after winning the Super Bowl. Exactly. It's the so, it's the championship okay. edition. Yeah. Uh, no, we're we're launching on April sixth. We're actually ahead of schedule. I'm not saying that we're going to try to release it earlier, but we're, we're trying to. Mm. We got, I mean, but we're 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 pretty far along. But the people um, want it. The people, the people want it. Want it. Yeah, that's have exactly it. right. Have it. Well, especially <laughs> this time, like with everything going on yeah. right now, people are going to be bored. And like yeah. the only thing that's really continuing to go right now is the draft because it's yeah. all stuff from the past that you're analyzing and stuff. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, we're trying to get it. We're trying to get it going. And uh, I mean, we we've been traveling to we traveled to Indy. We traveled to Mobile to get quotes from prospects. Like, we have 75 quotes from prospects mm. about what it would be like to be a chief. We asked all of these guys individually, specifically about the chiefs. So we've got all these quotes in there. 
We're going to do all kinds of stuff to kind of commemorate the fact that the Chiefs won the freaking Super Bowl. <laughs> Super Bowl. But um, yeah, it's it's going to be pretty cool. Like we're we're geeked out about it, and it's it's a lot of work. It's a labor of love, though. I mean, Absolutely. it really is. We love this. We love the draft. No doubt. The reason we're doing it, we're doing all this stuff anyway before the draft guy, but now we're just trying to organize it into a a book basically yeah, what's, so. it, what's it like doing the, the the draft kit now knowing that we've won the super bowl and what you can, <sighs> how, how you can approach the you draft say like that the chiefs won the super bowl <laughs> he set the precedent dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just curious, sorry like, I'm your approach is it a little different you're a little more aggressive or are you just it's it, it's really like honestly like the the cool thing about it has been is all the quotes that we're getting mm. it's all these prospects talking about I mean, this team just won the freaking Super Bowl. Yeah. And, and Tyron, talk about Tyron Matthews. Like, I think it's like even like just naturally without even having to try too hard to, yeah. to change how we approach it, it's being approached differently because. I was going to say, it's, it's a whole different energy this time. It's a sure. whole different energy yeah. because they've done it. They've, they've been out there. They're doing their top of mind for, for people. And it was kind of like that a little bit. Well, before you're probably thinking about how you're going to build a championship team. Now you're a championship team trying to build a positive right. championship. Now you're joining the right. mix. Now yeah. you're part of the mix. You're now part it's, of Tyron Now it's invite sure. only. Exactly. Yeah. So, and you know, it's I, I think it's it's had its own spin without us even trying. Yeah. We're gonna do some things differently a little bit because, like, we got Matt Stagner from Arrowhead Pride. He's joining us a little bit to do some of the like he's doing like a big massive season review, just kind of talking about everything that happened oh, yeah. throughout the year and stuff like that. So there'll be some there'll be some cool stuff, some cheese spins, some or some Super Bowl spin too. So we're we're pretty pumped about it where it's at right now. Hell yeah, man! Well, let's let's get right into it. Uh, I don't want to waste any time about this because. I feel like even though, like I said, the, 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 you know, the whole entire sports world isn't shut down. But like you just said, man, there's still so much meat to the draft. And I want to I want to get some thoughts from you, man. Um, the first question is, uh, as far as the Chiefs at 32, the biggest question is, I mean, what are they, what are they doing with that pick? You and man. I talked a couple weeks ago and I asked you, what is more likely that the, the Chiefs trade out of that pick or take a skill position example wide receiver at that i believe you said it's more likely they take a wide receiver at 32 do you still stand there and what do you see what do you see them doing with 32 i think if the choice was trade back or pick a receiver at 32 i think the chiefs would take receiver at 32 because when has brett veach ever traded back right like it's only right. been two drafts but we don't have any examples of him trading back into the draft right i mean obviously a lot depends on how many picks they go into the this the the you know the draft with because maybe they'll have a few more well i'm sure we'll probably talk about that later too but um especially with as deep of a draft class as is it at receiver yeah. some teams might be a little bit here's how i'll say it I think that it's just going to be very fascinating to see how these teams approach the draft because it is literally a generational receiver class. There is ridiculous no amounts of talent. They're going to fly off the shelves. They're going to fly off the shelves. Well, yep. maybe, maybe some Second teams. Round probably. Maybe some teams yeah. look at it and say, "Okay, I can get this guy at twenty-five, or I can wait till fifty-seven and get this guy, a different guy." That maybe the gap isn't that big because of how many receivers are going. Mm. So you're either going to see. Really ridiculous value for the Chiefs at 32 at receiver because teams are just saying, you know what, I'll play in the day two market at receiver. Could be a sweet spot. Yeah. Could be a sweet spot. So, or, you know, they fly off the shelves and now you're looking at maybe a linebacker, yeah. maybe a corner, maybe a, an interior offensive line. I don't want that to happen, but no, that's in, it's in. I'm just telling you, yeah, it's yeah. very possible that they do that. So, there's there's so much in flux that really this is the wildest time to be a Chiefs fan as far as the draft is concerned. Not just because they won the freaking Super Bowl. The I got, approach, the approach is so you, different. You now. got deliberate now. I, I know that's why I'm like I'm really I'm really like I'm, I'm not like a little nervous now having to do it. But no, I it, there's like there's so many different ways it can be attacked, mm -hmm. and I, it's really enjoyable, honestly, yeah. to to watch that and to see what's going to happen because. 
there's a lot more mystery than there's ever been with this football team, not just with the draft, but with everything. Yeah, absolutely. Now, as far as um, we can go right into what you alluded to, um, or teased rather, when it comes to the amount of draft picks, at the end of the 2020 draft, how many draft picks do you think the Chiefs will have? Uh, I think they're going to have seven. Okay. I think they're going to trade some. I think they're going to trade someone of pretty can significant. I guess, can I guess who it'll be? Yes. And it might surprise you. LDT. I don't know if they're going to get anything for LDT. Okay. I would be surprised. Not a significant. No. I think they're going to – I think he would get like a day three pick. If okay, fair anything. enough. Fair enough. Because we didn't specify what take. the draft pick I would, would take be. That. Just the amount of draft picks. I think they're going to get seven, and I think it's going to be two from a significant player. And, and we're going to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, we're going to talk about that guy in a second because I'm yeah. a little uh, – a little heartbroken about some of the <laughs> some of the moods that have yeah, been swinging right. our way toward in, in the Twitter land and in the Kansas City Chiefs land. And so, uh, another question I have though is, as far as positions of need, Kent, if you're with Brett Veach and he's asking you your opinion, which position are you telling Brett he needs to go with? With let's say that 32nd overall pick, invest in a corner for the first time in your career as a general manager. And this isn't even a critique on yeah. on Brett Veach. This is. I mean, what they they won the freaking Super Bowl. <laughs> I, I'm just gonna. Let's, let's help I'm trying to. They won the freaking Super Bowl. Is that okay? Is That's that, fine. Okay. We need like confetti. If you need redos, if you need redos on all so that. Missy Elliott in the background. I, I set the bar too high with that with that energy early, and now I'm gonna have to just do this for the next two hours. You gotta stay on top of the hill, baby. No and, rolling down. Um, oh. The fact that they won a Super Bowl with yeah. Charvarius Ward and Bashad Breeland as their quarterbacks <laughs> is is remarkable like it really is like i especially if you go back and watch Trevorius sports postseason you're not gonna really enjoy it um but i mean they've got to inject some talent in there especially since the only quarterbacks they have on the time. roster it's rashad fenton and it's, it's Trevorius ward yeah like that's all they have dare right i now. say dare i say that core of cornerbacks is cheeks they are cheeks okay, fair enough. are we gonna get her miller back though no, no. I, rest in peace r.i.p the dream right there Damn. that that man is dead to me <laughs> He's, I think he got cut from his XFL team. Oh, like, let's just – No bueno. Not good. He was, like, starting in training yeah. camp. Oh, I know. I remember. That's why I, I was like, what is that. happening? <laughs> I know I know. Bink is uh, from 16 uh, – our guy Jay Binkley. Uh, you just got done. I did show something with him today. Yeah. Uh, did he bring up running back again? Uh, yeah. <laughs> my, I love I love my guy Bink, but we talk running back every single week. Uh, it doesn't matter what you say. This week He's still going to bring up running back. This week it was different because he's, I think we kind of finally – Finally started like banging his head. It's not a good idea. Or he talks about Mahomes never having a defense. Yeah, the saying the saying is the twenty third time is the charm, right? Exactly. Okay, yeah. Well, I mean, we're you know we're pushing thirty, and once we get to thirty, maybe <laughs> things will kind of settle in. But like, I think he's starting to. I think we're kind of starting to get make some progress because it was more about like Chiefs shouldn't take running back at thirty two. Right. I think if you'd asked Pink a month ago, he might have been like, "Well, well let's segue. Let's segue <laughs> right into that." What position, and it's probably going to be running back, but I don't want to answer this for you. What position do you not want to see the Chiefs take with a 32nd overall pick? Can I say running back? Go ahead. <laughs> look, this, I just look. want Beak running down these stairs right now trying to tackle your ass. He might hear it. He's, he's got the RB <laughs> meter is saying, just like, dude. you know, it's, his, his ears are perked. But I just don't know why. I don't know why this football team needs, would need to invest in a running back right now. I mean, they just they spent $2.5 million on Damian Williams. They got an uh, undrafted free agent, Daryl Williams. Six-round pick in Darryl, uh, Dar- Darwin Thompson, minimal investment in LaShawn McCoy. Like, and we're going to get Kareem Hunt. So, I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll t- I, I, I see you tweeting about that all the time. Bring the smoke. It ain't happening. Bring the smoke. It ain't happening, bro. It ain't happening, bro. We can fight over that. 
why why would this football team want to incentivize handing the football off either? Like, yeah. why do you want to invest a first-round pick yeah. you have the best player in the world? Anytime you hand the ball What's off. Name? What's his name? Patrick LeVon Mahomes. I like the LeVon part. Anytime, anytime you hand the ball off, anytime you are designing runs and it's not a run-pass option, you're giving your quarterback a chance to make the decision, you are taking the ball out of the hands out of the best player in the world. Yep. Never do that ever. Don't incentivize it by, well, we spent a first-round pick on <laughs> Jonathan Taylor. We better make sure to feed him the football. I, no! Oh, Jesus. I'm just like, just... Running like, back is where we can save. No I just never... No yeah, like, yeah. you've got big there's, decisions to make. Well, there's some free agents out there, too, that'd be on the cheap. What? Don't do that. Fine, yeah. whatever. <laughs> spend $4 million. But don't spend your, your 30-second pick. That yep. becomes a top... 15 running back contract, too. <laughs> now, I'd imagine that the wide receiver position is something else that you might take a little more seriously than running back. Absolutely. So where would you like to see the Chiefs ideal? If they stand pat with their picks, where would you like to see them entertain the wide receiver position? I mean, if they went and attend, if they entertained it at 32, I'd get it. Okay. But it just depends on value. It depends on how they're able to navigate that board. I think that's the whole thing about this year, which is a little bit different than any other season that you've ever seen is – they have to make they, – they've really got to, to be good at, about understanding the pockets, the yeah. pockets in this draft, the pockets of corners, yeah. pocket a receiver, interior offensive line. How they navigate all those is ultimately going to be how they're able to find value consistently over the first three or four rounds. So, I mean, it, it's, all, it's all – it's so fluid. This is the most fluid situation. Well, it also depends, too, on – if Sammy Watkins is still around, well, sure. So like Sammy I mean, Watkins is still here, I, I'd say take a linebacker. There is, I wouldn't necessarily yeah. hate that either. Yeah, yeah. Like there's some. I just I wanna, I wanna, on the linebacker. I want a homegrown linebacker. That's if, what I want. If they, here's the thing: they need to take a, a, a linebacker in the first round or yeah. not at all. But yeah. it just depends on the four guys that are there: Isaiah up. Simmons, Patrick Queen, Kenneth Murray, even Zach Bond. Yeah. One of the four of those guys is available. They should probably just do it and just test their luck in the day Very well, could be if, well, if wide receivers are going. I, talked to, or I didn't talk to Matt Lane, but I was listening to him a couple days ago on Bink's show, and he was talking about how he doesn't foresee Queen or any of those guys really realistically being there. Right. Yeah. So I, I agree not. with what you're saying, that if any of those guys are gone by 32, there is no reason in the world to be taking a linebacker because at that point you're shooting in the dark. Right. And th- there's know? like a really good top tier of guys right. at linebacker. But then after that, it – it becomes a little bit less, yeah. less valuable, and, and I would wait until day three on a lot of these guys. Yeah, like, here's a take the value exactly. There's mm-hmm. a big gap, so you've got you know like you've got to you've got to address that. You got to address your big gaps. If you've got four guys at the top of the list, and then a bunch of guys here, you know, lower in value, you got to pay attention to that cliff too. That's why it's it's so bizarre to see this football team. There, there's so much in flux with free agency and yep. who's staying, who's going, how many picks they're going to have, and, you know, and who they're going to take with those picks. It is the most open-ended I've ever seen a Chiefs offseason be, which is kind of fun. Which is great. It's fun, but it's also just like for a guy like me. It's stressful, I'm sure. It's it's, it's hard to navigate. In a sense, they are playing with a little house money. Absolutely. So much goodwill because why? They won the freaking Super Bowl! (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Honestly, I, it's, so, it's cool, man. Yeah, it, it's, it. it's great. But, okay, so let's say let's say they get a couple draft picks from a player we're going to talk about in a little bit, um, and they end up getting seven. Do you see, because we talked about how there's you don't see there's any chance really, and I don't want to quote you on this, but there's no chance that Brett Beach is going to trade back just off of his reputation alone, or at least you don't foresee that, okay? I don't get I would I would be pretty surprised. Would you be surprised if they were to trade up? No. Okay. Especially if they have more draft capital. Yeah. Okay, and in what round would you see that happen? I think it would be the first. I think I could see a situation if they got, let's just say, they were able to pick up 
the 26th pick in the draft from mm-hmm. let's just call it the Miami Dolphins who have the 26th pick in the draft. They could move up to the close to 10. I mean, they they could really they could they could come up and disrupt, you know, the top 10 potentially or the top 12 of that draft and come away with maybe they maybe they're aggressive to go grab Patrick Queen. Maybe they're aggressive. Maybe something happens to Jeff Okuda. I want that so bad. And he's falling down the board and yeah. you just, you know, you go sn- snatch him up at 10. I could see them going aggressively trying to, you know, inject this team with a top-tier talent at one of the, you know, key positions of need. Yeah. Kent Swanson's in the draft room once again in this scenario, right? <laughs> You're next to Brett Beach and he's like, "Hey, listen, Kent. I trust you, man. You got to be my guy right now. We're going to trade up with the 26th overall pick. You call the shot. Who are you taking? Uh, I mean, if, if Jeff Okuda's there, I'm taking. If Patrick Queen's up to there, I'm taking. But honestly, if Brett Veach asks me, I'm probably telling him, stay. Just just see what happens at 26 and 32. Because that's what it would take. It would take those two first-round picks that you would ultimately have if you were to acquire that from somebody else. Um, that was what it would take to get to 10. I, I would – I'd sit back. I'd take, I'd take who's there at 26 and who's there at 32. Mm-hmm. And I would – continue to stockpile volume of talent this is something that the chiefs have not done the last two years with brett veach he's always been aggressive he's always wound up making five picks well we got to draft for picks. need need most of the time we can now we yeah. can kind of take best player available at whichever position as far as the early round there's a lot of needs <laughs> <laughs> i mean really what it is, is as, like, far, as far as deep right, corners there's right. a lot of good free agents sitting out there right now there is too yeah. but you, you gotta have the money to do it too like there's just so much up in the air we but like i soon. i would be trying to especially because Patrick Mahomes isn't getting any cheaper now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take the volume of picks. I would be a proponent of trading back, especially if you get 26 and 32. Let's yeah. just say that happens. Let's just call it. Let's say that happens. I'd, I'd draft someone at 26. I'd probably trade out of 32. Get an extra pick. Let's keep building. second round could be great. Build those yeah. assets yeah. and get that volume because you're going to have tougher decisions. It's not going to stop. The, the decisions are not yeah. stopping this year. Like, that's what people are not understanding. The tough decisions are not stopping this year. Might be even more. There might even be more than we yeah, think. The expectations are higher now. Think about think about down the road. Like this team's gonna have to make roster decisions, difficult roster decisions for the next five, six years. <laughs> yeah. Because and you, ones, yeah. and you thank your lucky stars you're getting to do it because you have Patrick Levon Mahomes. Yeah, that's right. Well, and in regards to the free agency thing, but one more question before we take a break. Um, it's gonna kind of segue into our next segment. You know, the Chiefs were extremely aggressive in free agency last year. Extremely. You know, it just. And the year before. And the year before, exactly. Last year, it really hit a lot. Beach I think a lot style, better. Man. Um, oh, they hit. They finally they hit. They hit. <laughs> they definitely hit with Tyron Matthew and Frank Clark of the likes. You had your Okafors and guys like that who did contribute in the time they played. Um, I, I can't imagine it's going to be nearly as aggressive this time around. But if it, if, if it, if it all, because they're obviously going to pick up pieces. Um, what positions do you think they're going to attack? I know the draft's going to kind of weigh that all out, and obviously there's going to be a player that we're going to talk about again later that's going to kind of be hinging upon what's going to happen. But if you had a guess right now, out in March, what is it, 14th, 13th, where do you see, what position-wise, do you see the Chiefs attacking first and foremost in free agency? It's got to be corner. And I think it's just, I think if you if you look at the players that are out there and available right now, I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, there could be really good value at cornerback. Um uh, interior offensive line, maybe they maybe they take a a swing on somebody of a little bit lower tier. Maybe like there's really not a lot of linebackers yeah. that make a lot of sense for them. I think there's a lot more corners available. I think there's potential value at corner, and they've got like again they've got Rashad Fenton and Charvarius Ward under contract right now. So you are either you know you got you've got to find a way. You're I even if they they sh- they should sign one and then they should draft one early. Yeah. Like that's really what they've got to do. They got to keep injecting talent into that position. 
Um, Safety they, too, I feel. They they might they there's yeah. if they took like let's, I'm going back to the draft, but like if they took promise to have Juan Thornhill back to the way he was playing. We're not we're not promised that. Sure, but it looks good right now. I, I, yeah, I think it'll be fine. Yeah, I like, think so too. He's young, but even how still, you like how Spags uses safeties too, though. Like yeah. you could wind up. Kendall Fuller was playing great in safety. Yeah. Yeah. You, you could get three safeties in there that lets you gives you a little bit more flexibility. Yeah. Gives you a little bit more flexibility with Badger. I don't I don't hate that idea. No, I'm with you. Well, that's a. Huh. I feel like we got like an entire show in that one segment. Well done, <laughs> fellas. I, I think I'm going to give Kent some credit, not all of it, though. But <laughs> well, We're going to take a quick break. Uh, when we get back, guys, we're going to talk about that player that we didn't name at all in this entire segment. But we're going to be saying his name a lot in this segment coming up, and we're going to talk about the potential future of Bruce, him in Bruce particular speaks. in Kansas City. It's Bruce, Bruce, Bruce Speaks. Yeah, right? Oh, <laughs> and that's the end of our show. Started on. But like I said, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to talk player. about that guy. We're going to talk about one Sammy Watkins, a.k.a. the Lizard King. And uh, we'll uh, – talk about all of that after this casey hemp company your most trusted cbd provider in kansas city shipping nationwide ancient plant for a new age health follow them on facebook and instagram at casey hemp co again on the Spoken Podcast for segment number two. I am your host, Lance Twidwell, here inside the Foolish Club Studios with my guys Trevor Twidwell, good. Eddie Ortiz, and Arrowhead Pride's very own, the man that snuck in the back door somehow and got in here tonight, Mr. Kent Swanson! Yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo. <laughs> I, I, I got to Venmo Eddie some more money for that. <laughs> it's, it's copyrighted. I steal it every time I, every time I come through, I steal it. It's like his beast mode. You just can't, you can't just say it. You know, I need you a t-shirt. Eye contact with yeah, wait, wait, hey, when you guys are teaming with the Foolish Club, when, when when do the yo 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 shirts come out? Because I'll, Utah, I'll order Eddie, one. Utah, I'm letting you fly on that one, bro. Like, so, I don't have creative control. Yeah. I didn't tell you to start saying yo yo yo. I didn't tell you you can't go get Eddie apparel. Like, no, no, no. You go no, no, start, no. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say no, no, no to the yo yo yo. So you do what you, you do, do, do. You know what we'll I'm saying? We'll you, see. You, cartoon you, Eddie. We'll see what's in the works. Yeah. Give me Cartoon Eddie holding a yo yo, like peeking <laughs> over his shoulder, like yo yo yo. yo, yo. Hey, this is on film and it's going to be in recording, so Kent's going to have to get Mr. Still. I forgot, I forgot that was there. <laughs> you probably should have kept your clothes on, Kent. It's Mr. Still Yo-Yo Girl. Uh, Mr. Still Yo-Yo Girl. No! Let's go! <laughs> <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> I'd buy it. So we, we can keep talking about apparel brand with, with Eddie Ortiz. <laughs> Trying to build Eddie's brand right now, man. <laughs> we're we're getting gonna, there. We're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit more cheese, so that's all right with all you guys that are listening to this. Um so we didn't mention a particular individual that is Why still not? currently on the Chiefs roster who uh I do believe it has been officially that he's he's gotten the franchise tag. Demarcus Robinson? Mm. <laughs> He's still is here. He? I don't know. Is it official yet? I might have to mute that mic like around the horn does for a little <laughs> bit. Hot mic. Hot mic. Is it official? Tony Rally, uh, get over here. It can't be official. I, I think some teams have officially it's placed some March players 12th. today. Well, I thought March 12th was the official. Maybe. Yeah, I, I just haven't seen an announcement. Like I, The Chiefs came out really quick and said player X that we still haven't named his name uh, was going to be put on the tag. Oh. Actually, just, I'm not sure that was the Chiefs saying that. Might have been his agents. Well, let's just, let's just, let's just get it out of the way Speaking for a second. This is this is a guy that um, this show has not been um, shy of praising and uh, giving credit to where credit is due. And Kent, you and I have had our conversations off off air, obviously, when it comes to this guy. And it's been over a year now uh, since the very first time you came on our show back in last April. Um, Chris Jones is somebody that I feel is, is is extremely important to this team. I know that there's been 
a lot of conversation about him freelancing and and, and the defense is, you know, uh, giving up less yards per rush right. when he's off the field as opposed to on the field. But there, to me, are things and, and, and intangibles about his game that I don't feel like you can just outwardly replace with just another, you know, player X or player Y or player X That's and Y balls, combined. Pressures, yeah. Along with the fact that he's only 25, going to be 26 this summer. Um, I do know the market value is extremely high on his position, and I do know that he's going to cost the Chiefs a lot of money in a, in a time and place where money's going to be a little tight because of, like you said, Patrick LeVon, Mahomes, and things of that nature. I get all of that. Um, I'm still on the side, though, strongly that does believe that this team, because of the fact that I think keeping Chris Jones is a dynasty move, whereas letting him go is more of a building move. And I, I don't know about you, Kent, but I do. I would like to speak for you for a second. I do. Oh, yeah, I, I, I will. <laughs> sure. I, why not? Let's I think, see what happens. I think this. Here. I think this is safe to say that you are of the belief that this could very well be a dynasty. Yeah. And and so, although I do believe the Chiefs could still win Super Bowls without Chris Jones, I do believe that he gives you a little bit of a head start because of the contr- contributions he brings. So I don't want to sound too naive about this. I know you're a little bit more plugged in than even we are. But what what do you see happening with all this? Because there has been some. Shade, not shadiness, but a little bit of a vague play going on. Chris Jones tweeting out today about, I love them, but I'm going to miss them and all those other things. And yeah. leaving it very vague. Andy Reid was, like Trevor talked about, listening to the press conference. He didn't sound very committed to keeping Chris Jones. He left that door very much wide open. Yep. This is the time of the season where things really start happening. Yeah, yeah. So, Kent, what do you foresee happening, man? I think you have seen Chris Jones' last game in Kansas City. I really do. Um, and, you know, you asked, you were, start, you were talking in your uh, supportive monologue. You're not replacing, you're not replacing Chris Jones. Yeah. Like, you're not. Like, I don't think the Chiefs are trying to. I don't think the Chiefs will try to directly. I think they will probably um, bring in more players that have fit Steve Spagnuolo's threshold to play along the interior. You got to understand, like, they kind of catered some things to him. I mean, that's just the truth about it. Steve Spagnuolo typically likes bigger defensive tackles. He likes guys. gaps. 320, 330, yep. play the run, kick in a defensive end inside on third down. Like, that's his yep. approach. They tweaked that a little bit for Chris Jones. Yeah. But that's not what Steve Spagnuolo historically has done. That's not he, how he's fit certain pieces and stuff in the past. Um, but So I don't think it's going to be a direct replacement of Chris Jones if they move on from him either. Change of direction. But the yeah. dude's a stud. And he should get he's paid. A game changer, man. I yeah. think he's a disruptive player. I think, you know, you've obviously seen what he's done in the past game. There is major inconsistencies in the run game. Mm-hmm. I know some people try to say that there's not. No, it's evident. Watch there's footage. Watch Derek Nottie's game-saving tackle mm-hmm. and tell me what Chris Jones was doing on that play. There's, it's not, he's not a perfect player, but he doesn't need to be. Some team is going to pay him a lot of money, and he, they should because he is one of the most disruptive interior defensive linemen in football. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are going to try to get what they can out of them, and they're going to try to build a dynasty without him. Um, well, I do want to ask you this, Lance. Do it. The Chiefs are 7-1 favorites right now to win the Super Bowl. What do you think their odds will be if they move on from Chris Jones? That's a very fair question. Um, I don't think it moves that much. Okay. But see, the reason why – I was talking to Trevor about this before the show – and, you know, he, he had posed a, a, a scenario where the Chiefs could trade with a team that's within our division. 
And I always hard pass. Yeah, and, and he was just he was throwing he was throwing, <laughs> it, out there, he was throwing it out there because of the amount of draft picks just, this team had. Right. Going for whoever gave us right. Just right. looking at value right. to value. I, obviously, Raiders that would never happen. Raiders. I said, I said, you have to look at these. You have to look at these division these these types of moves mm-hmm. for a three year span, not just next season. Mm-hmm. So obviously, I think if let's say the Chiefs were to trade Chris Jones for picks, I don't think next season they're going to be hurting to pour their – okay, they can't win the Super Bowl now. But I look at this, again, as a dynasty. In order for you to be a dynasty, you have to win several championships, at least a few championships. And with him, be, again, with the with everything we know about him, mm-hmm. the age and how effective he is, and you can make the case he's the best player at his position in the entire NFL. You can make that case. I won't, but you can't. That's fair, but I'm, I'm saying he's, 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 a, he's, 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 he's elite. He's, he's, he's elite good. at his position. He's an elite, he's elite at his position. Tackle. Absolutely. He's been absolutely phenomenal. Not even just getting to the quarterback, but swatting balls down like he did in, even the Super Bowl. Um, I don't think next season it's going to make them the less favorite. But if I'm looking at for a three-year stretch, I think it's going to be more difficult for the Chiefs to create a dynasty without him than with him. Maybe I am wrong. But I just look at value of a player at his position, his age, and what he can do, and it's so hard. And, and maybe I am being short-sighted, but I just I, I have to believe that he plays a significant role in what has taken place with this team. I have to believe that. Otherwise, the Chiefs would have done whatever they could to get out of, get him out of the of, of the city last year. I mean, he he did make a significant impact on this football team. I think they I don't I don't think they needed to move on from him last year. I think they tried to get what they could out of him because. The yeah. best version of Chris it's Jones so, has that carrot out yeah, there. Yeah. And he's got that money carrot out there. And he's playing with that money carrot out there. Um, but you talk about trying to build a dynasty. Mahomes is the dynasty for me. Yep. Mahomes is the dynasty. And you know, you you want to talk about yeah, next year they could they could, you know, they could sign him to a contract and they, you know, they could they could be good. They're gonna be good regardless. Mm-hmm. Two years from now, three years from now, think about the decisions. They're gonna have to make these decisions at some point. So building a dynasty, you're going to lack depth across your uh, across your football team if you're not spending on a variety of players. Mm-hmm. If you're putting all your eggs in the Chris Jones basket, I don't think that makes you a better a better chance at a dynasty because you're just kicking the can down the road as far as some of these big decisions are concerned. Yeah. You're gonna if you if you pay him now, you're in three years that cap hit is going to be thick. So is Patrick LeVon Mahomes' contract. And, yeah, the CBA might make it a little bit more flexible, but everybody's playing within those constraints too. Yeah. So you're still going to have really hot markets in free agent. You're still not going to – it's all going to be adjusted for the space. Sure. It's going to be tough to build a team with five really thick contracts, which the Chiefs will be staring at here two years from now or three years from to now. To that point, to that point, I'll push back just a little bit because you, you, you said the keyword build. For me, this team doesn't have a lot to build, in my opinion, because of the fact that the core nucleus is locked up for at least another two seasons. So with that point, if you're trying to win right now, because I do believe the Chiefs are trying to win right now, because we, I think we all believe that Andy Reid's going to be here for at least another three or four years. Hopefully. Okay, yeah. so let's just go ahead and say that he is. Let's say he's going to be here for at least another three or four years. I don't believe that Andy Reid's looking at the five years down the road. He's looking at it as, hey, look, we have the best team in the NFL right now with the best quarterback in the NFL. Let's try to win as many championships in this next three-year three, three year window as possible. For me, with Tyron Matthew, with Frank Clark, with Travis Kelsey, with Eric, uh, uh, with Eric Fisher and Mitchell Schwartz on at least two more years on their contracts, I understand the money's going to be tight down the road, but the down-the-road part is not what you can fixate on when you're a team that's already at Super Bowl caliber position. The Chiefs are already at that position. They're not trying to get there. So 
I feel like you can you can almost afford these types of moves right now and then deal with the repercussions in the next few seasons. Is it going to be tough? Yes, you're probably going to let go of a lot of guys that fans love. But if you get two or three Super Bowls out of it, you really think fans are going to buy get pissed about that? Because like we just said before this segment even began, this team has bought a lot of goodwill through this fan base and through everybody. Yeah. So they can afford to take some significant risks. For me, it's a significant risk to pay Chris Jones. But you know what you're getting in return. I know a concern of yours has been, and you can elaborate on this or talk about it a little bit more, is that you don't know what Chris Jones is going to be post payment yeah and that's fair yeah but i in, my, in, in his defense in his defense i haven't gotten anything from him that suggests that once he gets paid he's just not gonna maybe you know some i don't but i haven't seen anything from that once he gets that, like that he's smile. just done he's just gonna smoke a cigarette and just be done playing football <laughs> at a high level correct me if i'm wrong go ahead I mean, i'm not gonna say anything because i'm not gonna try to say anything about anybody's character or anything like that go ahead, go ahead. but i will just say this i think it's a it's a it's a it's tough to distribute assets across the rest of your football team and the fact that this team was able to win with the cornerbacks that they have and the fact that they were able to win with the linebackers they have was pretty remarkable. Right. Um, you have to make improvements on those groups moving forward. You can't just go through the same thing that you just went through with the same team and run it back. If you're putting all of your eggs into the Chris Jones basket, whether or not he plays at a high level, whether or not he does the things that he's consistently supposed to do, whether or not he plays gap, like I don't think he's going to play any more gap discipline once he gets paid. Yeah. I or just if he's don't. available in big games like in the Texans playoff game, you know, that's a big maybe. Game. Maybe he should have been playing in that game. Right? I don't know. Right. I don't know. Um, but I, I think you've got to take all that stuff into consideration because if you put all your eggs into the Chris Jones basket and he gets hurt or he's not playing to the same level that he is, now look where you're at with a massively sunk cost on a player that's not playing to the caliber that you have played at. And now you're trying to address all the issues that you've created on the back seven, year defense, because you're not able to pay or invest the same kind of capital that you have because you're paying Chris Jones. That's, that's a risky proposition for me. Right. I think that, you know, this team, this team runs on Patrick Mahomes, what Patrick Mahomes is, what Patrick Mahomes will be for the, the near future is, is the reason that this team is going to be in contention, mm-hmm. whether or not, you invest in Chris Jones in that, you know, and, and just put all your eggs in that basket. Um, it's still going to run through Mahomes, right? And you just got to figure out: Can you? Is Chris Jones is the value of Chris Jones along the interior of that defensive line more valuable than having more assets and more money to work with everywhere else across your football team? Because if they pay Chris Jones this year, they're not doing anything else this year to make this football team better. You're taking those five draft picks, and that's probably it. I don't see him doing anything else. Yeah, I got, I got a question. I got a question for, for good old Kent. Uh, you're talking about more more assets, getting more assets. Let's say the Chiefs are trading Chris Jones. Where to are you trading Chris Jones, and what is your asking price? Yeah, see, like I think I think a lot of people like I'm hearing like, tenth pick in the draft. Yeah, Let's yeah. just I, that's just not realistic for me. Two I'm first just, and a player. That's not happening. <laughs> yeah. Like that's just not happening. Yeah. Like let's set our expectations into reality. I think, you know, if they can get a little bit less than what they got what, what they gave up for Frank Clark, that'd be massive. Yeah, you know, they gave up the, yeah. r- roughly the value of the yeah. 24th pick is what they gave up. So that's about what they gave up to acquire him. They they traded their first and a second and then swapped thirds to get a little bit more value back. That's you know, that's that's a pretty good that's a pretty sizable investment. But, um, you know, if, if they can get that, that'd be great. But even if they're able to get, you know, the 36th pick or the 37th pick in the draft and then a, a fourth round pick, 
that's still really good assets for this for this draft specifically. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's a good pick to have in this draft class. I think you you think you look at it. It's not just the draft picks. It's the cast base that you now have to work with. That's really what people forget about. It's not just a a one for one Chris Jones and a second or in fourth round pick or Chris Jones and a first and third round pick, which is like the high end. Right. I always kind of try to stay on the pessimistic side because I don't want to be disappointed. But sure. I mean, it's it's those picks and twenty five million dollars a year for the next five years or whatever it is, or twenty two million dollars a year for the next five years. That's a lot of money to play with, especially if you're not sinking into a into a pick or into a into a contract now as the CBA changes. You have a little bit more flexibility. Let's let's move on from Chris Jones because he's not the only name in Kansas City that we have to wonder what is going to happen with and what is next. Uh Sammy Watkins is still technically under contract. He's got a twenty one, if I'm not mistaken, a twenty one million dollar cap hit that's going up against this year. Uh, seven the, of it's dead. Seven of it is dead. The, the Chiefs can say $14 million if they move on from him, uh, being Sammy Watkins. Uh, look, man, I've been all over the place with this one. Uh, <laughs> when I when the Super Bowl first ended, I was like, man, we got to keep Sammy. I would yeah. love to see him getting a three-year extension. Hashtag playoff Sammy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's like hard, He's hard to judge. Get, get, his, get his 20s out yeah. of the way. You know, Use his 20s up and then see what happens after the rest of his career. Um but then I really started to look at this from a big picture standpoint. And 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 with the draft being as rich and wide receiver as it is, knowing that's going to be much cheaper and you might even find a more skilled player than Sammy, um, how do you see this going down? Do you, do you think there is a realistic chance that Sammy is back here in Kansas City? Is he willing to take literally half of the money he's going to be making this year originally? Or do you see him moving on? Because I don't see Sammy having a ton of leverage in free agency this year because of the, 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 draft. the draft as well. That, I mean, that, and that's, a, that's a nice little piece for the Chiefs to play with, too. I would love to get Sammy Watkins back. I think playoffs, playoff Sammy's legit. He's a <laughs> no, thing. Yes, no, he yes, is yes, very yes, real. Yes. So, there's been Four playoff, five playoff games that he's been a part of, and he's been legit in all. Every of them. single one of them. He's a nice piece. I don't think you can get the same kind of values, uh, you know, at thirty-two as you could for what Sammy Watkins no is. It's just, I mean, the issues with Sammy Watkins it's a is it, chant, man. what's availability for him though. Like, yep. I mean, if yeah, I mean, the high end ninety percent of the season, right? <laughs> the high end version of Sammy Watkins is better than no doubt. He's an elite talent. I mean, he is. It's just it's hard to navigate. Right. But Sammy Watkins kind of seems like a dude that might be willing to 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 take a, a a deal to to keep himself here. He's a different dude. I know he's he likes Kansas cat. City too. He's so. a different cat. He, I know he does like Kansas does. City. I, yes. what, what do you Family's think? And this this is speculation. Mm-hmm. What do you think the number would be that Sammy would agree to on the low end? I mean, we were playing around with some stuff. We were talking through some stuff. I think I might have been talking with uh, at Chief Bearcat on Twitter. That's my guy. Okay. I'm not going to say his first name. Sorry, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I can't because you know we'll I keep it on the low. We'll I don't know if he low. wants it out there, but I mean, we we're playing over like a you know like a. 30 million three or 30 million dollar deal so the low cap figure puts perfect. it closer to 10 or something like that here and, you know you're gonna have that seven dead so it'd be a low 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 cap hit total for the chiefs mm. three million and then you start building from there yeah. something like that yeah. i mean like I, that would make some sense I and mean, you would save you know nine eight eight nine million dollars on the cap space if you navigate it the right way um and then you kind of go from there and, and if you can potentially get out realistically after two years, after 2021, maybe something like that. But yeah. um, that's like I, that. That one's a there's a lot more questions that for me. And I haven't spent as much time thinking about that one because I mean, again, like I, I really think like the Chris situation is yes. the one that just keeps driving everything, everything about this. But rightfully so, though. there's no noise in the Sammy stuff. I haven't I, heard anything. Right. And I, w- I would love to find a way to keep him. Yeah, I, I really believe. Do you, in think, him. do you think Sammy Watkins is a chief next season? 
uh, it, I lean, I lean no, yeah. but I, it's a hopeful no. Yeah. It really is. Like, I, I think, I think his situation is legitimately like, I don't think Chris Jones is taking a dollar less than what wants his 20 plus million. I don't think, yeah. I think if someone offered him 20.5 and someone offered him and the chiefs offered him 20, he'd take the 20.5, 10 out of 10 times. That's just my yeah. feel for it. I know people talking about, you know, it's he's well-deserved. I don't think I don't think he's going to take any team friendly deal whatsoever. You don't do that after you hold out. Right. You don't do that after you get placed on the tag. And these are things that just don't people. happen. Yeah. You know, so I you know, I I think Sammy there's legitimately some thought that he might be able to to stick around. Let, let's say let's play the scenario that that Sammy Watkins is not a chief in 2020 and the Chiefs are going to address the wide receiver position through the draft. How important to you the you, agency? Well, let's say let's, let's say they use the draft though in particular for for wide receiver. Um, how important is, is it to you, Kent, that they go and get a guy because Sammy is very good against press coverage, very good. He's a physical wide receiver. How important to you is it that they go and get a guy, maybe that isn't exactly like Sammy, but a guy that can Death play Ryan. against press against press? Oh, don't <laughs> get me started with Kent. We'll on that one. She, oh, damn it. people, uh, that can't just get open. <laughs> Answer the first question. We're going to talk about Death. Can't lose that. I was really hoping we could get through a night without Death. Can't texting me after that. Yes, like, you were like beat up about that. You said strong. I'm going to express. I'm going to express my thoughts on that in a second. Please answer the freaking question. Oh. You forgot the question. How important is if Sammy Watkins is not achieved next season? How important is it to you they get a wide receiver in the draft that can play the press coverage well they gotta be press coverage and they gotta figure out how they're gonna do that and they didn't have enough dudes that can do that that's not mccall hardman's game that is just flat out not mccall hardman's game but um yeah i mean they've got to find a way to do that either in the draft or they got to find a way to inject some some free agent in into that and they got to find a a cost effective way to do that too so um, they're going to have to find a more X type receiver. McColl ain't that you don't want Ty doing that full time. So you got, you got decisions to make there. Okay. Real quick. Uh Oh, real quick for, for the listening audience. Okay. Cause I know everybody wants to, everybody wants to talk about this. And again, thank you, Trevor. I'm going to slash your tires for bringing it up. This is fine. This is right. <laughs> now our guy here, Kent Swanson made it, made an article. I, I don't want to say any more. You take the platform <laughs> right now and you pitch it to our fans right now, the listeners rather. Listen, the Chiefs fans listening to this. Give it for those that missed the article. Ken Swanson, here he is. Okay, so we do a podcast. Uh, we've been doing it all offseason. Every Wednesday, we we talk about free agent fits and draft fits for the Chiefs at, at certain positions. We went through the receiver spot. Our best fit in free agency was Des Bryant. I love it. Here is why. Here is why, Lance. I'm going to lay it all out for you, buddy. I am listening. I don't think that you should invest significant assets in the wide receiver position in free agency because of all the things we have talked about the first 30, 40 minutes of this show. They they cannot afford to go out and just throw a bunch of money at the receiver spot. I do like Taylor Gabriel, though. I'll just throw that out there. I do, too, but that's not a guy that's going to beat press coverage either. They need a guy. They need an X. They need a guy that's going to play on the backside of their formation, that's going to beat – you know, press coverage. Yeah. That's going to be physical at the catch point. Give Pat an option as one of those big physical players. Throw Denzel Mims. I think Denzel Mims was our perfect fit in the draft. Yeah. Des Bryant is going to cost zero dollars of of anything. You yep. low, no guarantees, no risk at all. They should be throwing no risk flyers. You could have thrown like five names in there. Yeah. Uh, in, in free agency, you could have thrown five. But Des Bryant, 
Kind of a fun conversation. <laughs> His son's favorite player is Patrick Mahomes. Hey. Patrick Mahomes' favorite player growing up was Des Bryant. They're working out together. Let's have a little fun here. Oh, so Des Bryant's basically just going to be the next Dude, Gary Gander? He's, he's going to be – no, he's not going to be – because he's not going to play special team. But <laughs> I just like him in the red zone. Having a guy like just, the red zone. Just, I, here's what I would do. Here's what I would do. I would see if Des Bryant has anything left. And it costs you zero dollars to find that out. Fair, that's fair. And just do that, but don't spend a ton of money on an X receiver. He's what, 31? He's 32, 31. 32. I don't is he 32? He'll be 32. I year. wouldn't even predict him making the football team, but that's how I'm allocating my assets for the veteran wide receiver position. Can you imagine the massive chip on that guy's shoulder. I just I just feel like we know what's gonna <laughs> happen though. What's going to happen? Like? He's not going to make the team. <laughs> so Probably like, not. So it's like, it's, 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 it's a, a story. Risk, it's a story for no reason. Like, he's he made not the good at football anymore. He made the Saints. He makes the he team. Made, that'd he, be he, great. Made, he made the team then tore his Achilles the, the very first that's practice. A Rest in peace. It is a freak thing, but it's something that significantly changes the human body. That he was healthy his whole career, man. Okay, here's the thing. We have not seen top, like even something as close to top tier Des Bryant since 2014. That does caught that was it. Six years ago, <laughs> and he absolutely caught it. I agree. That was like I was sixteen. I was the biggest Des Bryant fan back then, man. But We're he's saying. been not good at football for like five, six years. That's a little. That's not five or six. It's like three. Only three. He hasn't. He hasn't been. He has not been a full time player since twenty seventeen. I, I understand. Okay, you're not wrong. The Lance. NFL is the most unforgiving league in the world. I think you're just getting caught up on I the know. name. I'm you're just, getting caught up on the name too much. The name is tricking you. The concept is what you should be talking about. There's not a lot of receivers his his profile is out there to, outside of the draft, free agent wise. I just feel like it's such a like non-story. That. That's all. Like I just, it I is a non-story, but it became a story because <laughs> of the off season. <laughs> and you wrote about it. Our, uh, whoever wrote the headline really made sure Des Bryant was part of the conversation. <laughs> You know what? It worked. We got the clicks, I guess. I mean, I wasn't. That's not what I wanted the whole story to be about. But that's whatever. It's all good. Cool. Hey, it might have fits. I didn't bring this topic up. This asshole did. Whatever did. Bring Dad to, to KC, baby. See that? See He texted me like an hour after. He's like, "We gotta talk about your. We gotta talk about your Dez take. You got any time? I was like, "Well, I, I, don't, I say why not? We don't have any time this afternoon." But I think they want to talk for about Kent. It. For Kent, I hope that Dez makes the team and like I goes all so. pro. I, I really do. <laughs> Here's the thing, I, I, like, I, I, I'm not attached to this take at all. Okay, okay, okay. Like, that's the thing. Hey, where else Where else would Des Bryant go to revitalize his, his whole career? No, Kansas City. This is the after Des. Great, great. But I have, like, yeah. z- like, I literally have zero emotional attachment. <laughs> he can play a take <laughs> that wound up doing pretty well on the website. <laughs> it's wild. Yeah. yeah. It's I can't, wild. I, I'm li- really looking forward to your Nam Diasamoa article, man. What he <laughs> You know, when he, no, he's coming out of retirement, baby. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Philip Dorsett's going to make Hey, yeah. it's a low-risk option. Uh, there we go. Dude, Lance is I so triggered. It. <laughs> it's so great. That's why, that's why I had to wreck the whole tape. I had to throw it out there. Oh, thanks, Trevor. I really appreciate it. <laughs> I love that. I'm glad he did. I am scared. I was glad I got to lay it out. Like, here's the funny thing. I knew, yeah, Nobody yeah. read the article. Lance didn't read the article. There's no chance Lance read the article. He saw the headline. He's like, I got to text my oh, guy I here. He got to text my guy. He didn't even give it a chance. He didn't even give it a chance. That's why I went to the source. I'm like, all right, bro, give me the nutshell. Read the story, man. I clicked it for you. I clicked it for you. Read the story. No one in the comments on the site. No one in the comments on the site read the story. Nobody read the story. He reported it as spam. 
Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> reported it as spam. Yeah, <laughs> I reported Kent's Twitter feed and everything, man. It was, it was, it was. I'm a still here. It was a revenge tour. Someone on Twitter agreed. The algorithm was fine with the take. As soon as, as soon as Kent gets a blue oh, check mark, I'm reporting his ass. <laughs> as soon as he gets a blue check mark, twelve touchdowns next season. Oh Christ! And I then, see, like, then, I, like I don't even think that's possible. And then, and then that's the thing. I suggest it. He's over here like throwing numbers <laughs> to it. I don't even, I'm not even sure he's going to make the team. It's a philosophical conversation with Des Bryant's name attached to it. Trevor needs to quit taking peyote. That's uh, something. Something. I'm so high something, right now. Lance. I need a beer. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to go to the Eddie Hour. Cannot on. wait to talk whatever Eddie's got going on. We don't know exactly what it is. Yeah, not a little hour, but it's called much. the Eddie Hour for a reason. We'll get back to that after this. <laughs> Visit Local Foundry in downtown Lee Summit. Eastern Jackson County's biggest selection of local made and inspired goods. They carry apparel, jewelry, prints, decor, and more. The store is also filled with various vintage finds. Come and see us on Market Street. Back at it again on the Spoken Podcast for segment number three. I am your host, Lance Hubble, here inside the Foolish Club Studios. My guys, Trevor Goodwell, Eddie Ortiz, Arrowhead Pride's very own Kent Swanson, who does not want us to clap for him anymore because yeah, that's like the, that's, we're, we're past this. That's supposedly, we're gonna snap. supposedly respect is a bad thing. Because I just like, I mean, I'm at this point, like, I mean, we just have treat me like a common citizen. Just, just treat me like, yeah, I just, just, just. You're you not know. a normal man, Kent. Yeah, yeah clearly. <laughs> All right, so this is the this is the Eddie hour. This is the time where Eddie racks his own brain. And comes up with a question for all of us. I have no, I mean, I think you hinted to some of the things you wanted to talk about, but it's all you, man. This is for Kent, Trevor, and myself to answer. So let's go ahead and get this thing going. All right, man. So this is a question that's going to go for all three of you. Um, after all the events that have transpired in the last, I want to say, 48 hours, 72 hours, uh, I want to get your guys' opinions on this. What do you guys think about all major sports around the world? Uh, shutting down for this coronavirus. Like, I want to get your opinions on what do you guys think about this? It, like, being a is it a good move, bad move? What what are we thinking? Uh, I mean, from the top, I mean, I, it, it's obviously a great move that they decided to finally um, suspend all all games, all play uh, across the board because of the fact that there's there's such an unknown. Come on, an unknown uh, part of this that we don't really understand. There's there's um, a lot that we're still learning about this uh, particular virus. And so um, it, it, what upsets me, though, honestly, and I'm sure you guys feel the same way, is how long it took certain organizations to decide to, to make this move. I felt like it was a no-brainer from the very beginning. I mean, I loved what the NBA did as soon as they found out uh, that Gobert was – Tested positive. Yeah. No, nope, everybody, get out. Silver's we're done. It, yeah, they were they were done immediately. And I love the way that they took action. Unfortunately, the NCAA sat around, and even before the Big Twelve game started off, like it was like thirty minutes before tip off, they're still having meetings deciding whether to let fans in and play games. And eighty five percent of the NCAA's revenue is the tournament. And I, it's so, all fair. All fair. All you fair. hate to see it. You yeah. hate to see it. Sorry. Yes. No, no, you're good. You're good. And it's and it's all fair. I understand the money aspect is the number one worry you know because people don't invest into things to not make money you know this is every everything has to do with money and i know there's a serious risk involved but with something like this that becomes an actual pandemic it's bigger than an epidemic it, there's there's no decision to make it, it a decision was made for you 
Um, so obviously I'm happy that they made the decisions they made, or at least went with the decision that was made for them. It's just unfortunate that it took as long as it did. And quite frankly, I don't know what the fuck UFC is thinking. I know that they're a money-making business and all eyes are going to be on them and things of that nature, but there's a lot of risk involved, even in Brazil that aren't, there's not a lot of known cases of any right now, but that can change because America didn't have a ton going into this week. So Overall, like I said, I think that this was – I think it was well done, as good as it could have been for a, a majority of the leagues. I think this is definitely a learning lesson for, for all of them. So, uh, I mean, for me, it's just – I mean, the, well, no, you're good. the well-being <laughs> the well being of a people obviously is what comes first, right? We've never seen anything like this, man. We've never seen sports. Our parents haven't. Quote-unquote sports is done right now. We haven't – I mean, it's, it's done. There's no, I mean, outside of bowling – some chess. <laughs> I mean, you, you, there's been a funny viral video going around. With these the, all these guys are watching the TV, and this guy uh, bowls a strike, and they're like, ah! they're all going great. <laughs> like they're watching somebody score a touch. That's hilarious. Can't do it. Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, that's, that's pretty much. And they even shut down the PGA Tour and, and the Masters. Masters is in question. And they're right even going to get rid one. of the bystanders and for the Masters. They're going to get rid of everybody that was going to be watching it. So th- if they're doing that, you know it's serious. So the well-being of the people is what matters most to me, and should matter to everyone else. Even if you're one of those. You know, doubters, you know, believing that this is all hype and you just want to jump on that train for whatever reason, the unintellectual approach, go for it. Um, uh, For me, man, like I said, it's just the well-being of the people, well-being of the athletes that we love and adore. But the fact that the NCAA actually took this step, like you you talked about the revenue, this Mm -hmm. being being 90, 80 some some percent of the revenue for the entire NCAA, not just basketball, but the NCAA as as an entity – that's huge, man, and that's that that was that's what spoke volumes to me the most. It wasn't even just the NBA, the fast acting of the NBA and Adam Silver, which who I appreciate the most is setting the trend there. Uh, but the MLB, you know, and uh, and the who knows what we're going to do with the NFL draft right. in Vegas. That's a big decision coming up here pretty soon, depending how long this lasts. But yeah, I mean, uh, for me, man, like I said, it's just it's 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 the health of this country and, and the world. <laughs> you know, trying to trying to to. You know, keep this under wraps. This pandemic that's you know that's breaking out. Uh, so, for me, being a family man, you know, having two kids of my own, I automatically think of them. I think of myself, and my own personal health, and what I can you know, just, you know, as far as keeping them and you know intact, their health intact, and mine as well, and my loved ones and my friends. That matters most to me, and, you know. And if, if and I feel like the sports people running the sports scene feel that this is necessary, then it needs to be done. So, that's where I'm at with it, man. Yeah, what I appreciate about this whole thing um, is I think people took it seriously when sports were taken away from them. Yeah. And I think it's as much as it is stage. just, you know, just reducing the amount of, of things that they're able to do. I mean, all these cities are reducing these crowd sizes anyway. So, you know, in some regard, you know, the NBA potentially didn't need someone. They didn't need to go out and say, hey, we're shutting down. They probably could have let the city of Charlotte or the city, wherever to, to take that away from them. Cause of all these crowds of a thousand or more and all that mm-hmm. stuff, they could have taken it, but they, I, I appreciate that they did it because people started paying attention mm-hmm. when these, when the NBA shut down and when the NCAA shut down, people really started taking this whole thing seriously. It's never happened before, man. It's, it's unprecedented. It is. It, but like, I think that was an attention getter. That was an awareness thing for the entire situation that I think has been critical to helping everybody understand the realities of this situation. I'm not, I'm guilty of it too. Mm-hmm. I've, I got my Roni jokes off. I still might. Cause I'm trying to keep it light. Like I'm trying, I think it's a coping mechanism for, for me sure. a little bit, but I think it's done a good job of helping people understand the severity of the situation, no doubt, man. which is very valuable for, you know, 
everybody moving forward. Yeah. I, I think Ken's point is great about that. The fact that, you know, in, in, in sports, you know, we, I talked about in the opening monologue tonight about how, you know, whenever there's something that goes on in our life, whether it's something minor, like, you know, just daily stress at work or something to this extreme where we have a, a worldwide pandemic, a worldwide situation going on. That's very rare for all of us alive. Yeah. Um, we go to sports and we're like, you know, this is, this is our escape. This is our place where I can just forget about this shit for a while. We don't have that. And therefore people really are going to have to care. Like they're almost forced to care. It's such a mysterious situation right now because this is a new virus that we don't know, but we're learning about it and we're having to learn the hard way because we're having to test people that have it already just to find out about it. Right. That's the scariest part about it. If the common flu was going around, we're not even having this conversation. Well, how do we learn about the common flu? We had to learn the same way we're learning right now, right? So that's what makes this situation so difficult. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that it has to get to that point Mm -hmm. where it's like, oh, shit. People we look up to have it. Maybe we should start caring. You know, right. like that sucks that it's like that. But hopefully now that this is the case, like you said, there's going to be more of a, you know, a conscientious effort from the beginning. Trevor, you may not know this because you haven't had your phone for like the last nine hours, apparently. <laughs> it's my first phone. But, uh, <laughs> it's my first phone. But, but uh, I waited until re- I was 30. I'm going to get real dark here, too, in a second, which is weird. We like dark. It's okay. Go for it. Let's turn the lights off. Get Ru- real. Rudy Gobert, he gave a kid coronavirus from his autograph. Yeah. I don't know if yeah. you knew that. Trip, yeah. but I, I see I'm doing it right now. I'm yeah. just going to try to. But this is I mean, news to me, guys. Yeah. But, like, I just. <laughs> I mean, this this reality of the situation is just yeah. so bizarre. Yeah, how quickly, it obviously, like, yeah. I mean, it's it's not. It, I don't even know if it's as much about the risk of all of our heroes getting it. It's just as much about humanity. people understand. Yeah, humanity. Yeah. People understanding the, the severity of the situation, how it can be transmitted, how easily it can tra- transmit. It's, it's, it's a humbling situation. It's very if any, humbling. If anything this this represents is humility because yeah. it, it perspective we, too. We, us as humans, yeah. we all have ego. We all think we're so powerful. We all think we can overcome everything, which we normally do. <laughs> a little a little virus like this spreads like wildfire and then everyone's in a you know in a panic and it's that quickly how much something so small and invisible can take over yeah. our lives you yeah. know what i mean so if anything for me it's humbling because now i have to put everything into perspective the normal daily washing of hands you know that stuff you don't think about is as much you have to think about the small things now and, and, yeah you know, and, and it, i think it also gives us more of an appreciation of sports in general too i mean because yeah. you know you, you go home yeah. now and, and you're sitting like fuck dude they're, everything in perspective. they're replaying the 1997 super bowl and it's march well now we just gotta watch like, i don't want to watch super this bowl, you know we're just get, we're just gonna watch we're just gonna watch 54 we're just going to yeah, watch Super Bowl 54 for the next three months. No, no shit. There was one I was drunk as fuck, and I watched Super Bowl 54 in Spanish. It was amazing. What? It was amazing. Yeah. I am not were you, kidding. Were you clothed or unclothed? I'm not going to answer that okay. one. Okay. But, but – but it was it was unclothed, and <laughs> especially ladder. especially after the wasp. After the wasp, I was like uh, Jim Carrey and Bruce Almighty. I just everything flew off. You can't you can't have clothes on in that moment. No, there was weird things going on with my body too. But no, but it was fun. It was a, it was a lot of fun. But I mean, like, like I said, it, it's we're in a, we're in a really weird place. Can't I mean we're all around uh, the same exact age, and I can I've been racking my brain like the we're only, all twenty four. Yes. <laughs> Watch out, ladies. Ken's, Ken's the only one take, taken, so there's three more options. He might be the most handsome one. Now. He might be the most handsome and most accomplished, uh, but we're all three available still. So Eddie's, Eddie's on Tinder before the show. Like We're getting our options open. Trevor's got a phone. Congrats phone to that. I have a phone number, guys. Congrats, You got cricket. Yeah. Um, we can text. <laughs> but, but the point remains, man, is that it, it's just – the only thing I can draw parallels with this one is 9-11. That's the only mm. thing I can even come close to, and yeah, that was almost the, the 20 weight, years ago. The weight of it all feels yeah. – 
It was almost it was almost twenty much, years yeah. ago. I mean, it was obviously a much different situation. I'm not trying to like compare them. This I thought you were gonna, I thought you were gonna is, say Space Jam. This is a slow Space Jam was close. Space Jam was definitely close. Yeah, yeah. They, they brought now, Michael but... down through the, the the golf hole and all that stuff. I mean, it was yeah. just well, I weird. mean, the whole NBA shut down in, in that movie. <laughs> and then Vladi the made the Vladi made the whole point about you know body snatchers, which mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think you know could happen one day. But uh oh. Okay. Yeah, so I got I got one more question for you guys before we. <laughs> I forgot that was what we were doing. We just been we've been going off on a rabbit. Yeah, okay. Anyway, right. back to my back segment. to the end hour. That's, that's completely fine because that's exactly what I was looking for. You know, I was trying to see what you guys yeah, yeah. thought of that, like what your opinion was on that. For sure. Just be real, Eddie. You only had two questions to ask yeah, us, and you're just trying to make sure it was gonna last a while. Exactly. <laughs> and then and then the last the, the second question is pretty much what do you think or what can we expect when Let's say the NBA returns. Are they going to go straight into the playoffs? Are they going to Are they going to play those games That's that they were question. supposed to play? Yeah. What What do you think is going to happen? It all It all depends on when. Let's say in May they're back. I could very well see them trying to play some of the season, but if it's like late May, early June, there's they may not even get the season in. Like right. I'm talking about the playoffs. So it's going to be really dependent on how fast this all goes. Mm. My best bet, my best guess, no, the regular season will not be played. There's no more regular season. If they need to figure out something with like the eight seeds, like if there's two teams that are fighting for, like I think it's the Grizzlies. Say and, that, man, the Kings are trying to make the eight yeah, seeds. Yeah, it's like I think, it's, I think the Grizzlies. <laughs> I need them to make the playoffs because I predict them to make the playoffs the, the, this year. The Grizzlies are currently the eight seed, and I think the Kings and like our tenth seed. Yeah, like there's teams like within a game and a half. If yeah. they want to do like a play-in, yeah. I could see that. I could definitely see them giving a shot to one of those teams. But outside of that, if it's if we're in like middle of May, they're going right into the playoffs. The you can't waste any time. The Thunder in fifth, so I'm straight. We're nah. good. Let's go. Bring on the Jazz. Bring on the Jazz, baby. Payback on Rudy Gobert. <laughs> you started it all. <laughs> those hands are warming up. <laughs> Hey, Chris Paul's been balling, man. He's yeah. been he's thirty-five year old plant life. Shade, shade, plant Gilgis. Yeah, yeah. Leggings, Dort out here just balling. It's working. Steven it's working. Stephen Adams gonna dunk on Rudy Gobert. Ain't hey, gonna wipe his hands after. <laughs> <laughs> he's an Islander. He's not gonna get that shit, dude. Rona, Rona, the Rony. I don't know, but I think the NBA because they're, they're already said that they're gonna be out thirty days, mm-hmm. right? So if they come back in the middle of next month, around this time next month. Uh, which I think they will. I actually think the NBA is going to be back. I do too. Because this this process, I think they're hammering heavy on quarantining the players, testing everybody numerous times. They're not even allowed to leave the cities during Christmas. That's what I'm saying. They're yeah. wanting, wanting all the players to stay home. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I believe they're going to make sure everyone's clean and they're going to come back. And they're, I think they're going to play, continue the season, but with no fans. Uh, they're going to bring back, and I don't think we're going to have any fans for the rest of the season. Yeah. Because that makes too much sense. So right. I think they've come back, we play out the finish, maybe take a few games off the schedule, obviously. To, yeah, you know, there's about 20 games left in the schedule. Jumps, yeah, maybe maybe a few games of each team off the schedule, which still sucks because I can you know throw everything for a loop because I want my Kings to make the playoffs really really bad. And they're like your Kings. Like, yeah, oh, buddy. Yeah, I know it's it's a lot. It's but Marvin Bagley's getting rough time scene. To, hey, Marvin Bagley's been out most of the year. He's getting time to recover. He yeah, might be coming dude. back just in time. He's a big factor for that team. Anyway, is he worth ten games? Nah. <laughs> is he worth ten wins? <laughs> yes, yes, he is. Is he though? Harry Giles, but anyway, the pendulum. Um, but yeah, I think, I think they'll be back. I think the uh, they'll be back just in time to catch the Lakers win the final. So, oh fuck! Oh, All right, well, this question's over. Yeah. Well, I'll have a little bit of both of those yeah. guys. We'll just keep going. <laughs> all right, well, that, that's it. That's it. Really all right, guys. all right. Thank you so much, Eddie. That is the Eddie Hour. We're gonna I'm gonna clap for Eddie. Yeah, let's do yeah. that. Kids trying to get it out. Yeah, you're gonna make you clap. I'm gonna clap for Eddie. <laughs> so let's move right on to 
the Monday mailbag. Commandeer is Kansas City's alternative apparel brand. They make unique Kansas City-themed apparel and accessories with an emphasis on counterculture. They're nominated for two Best of KC 2019 awards in the Pitch Magazine and have plenty of designs for both sports fans and anyone else. Find them online at commandeerbrand.com or follow them at Commandeer on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Soft shirts, designed with an edge. Mail time. Mail time. Mail time. Mail time. It is time for the Monday Mailbag. Let's waste no time. We're going to go right back to our dude, Mr. Yo-Yo-Yo himself, Eddie Ortiz. Eddie Ortiz, what is in the Monday Mailbag this week? Well, first is uh, Yo-Yo-Yo. Uh, <laughs> next, uh... We have our uh, good friend Donnie Couch uh, send us another question. Uh, his question is, "Hey guys, just had a quick question about what you all think of the possibility of the of the Warriors being back in the fold next season if they could get a big splash trade." Okay, I do believe the Warriors are going to be a playoff team, obviously next season. No, they're going to have Clay, Steph, Clay and Steph back. Andrew, um, Andrew Wiggins and Andrew Wiggins. I, I don't know if Andrew will be on the team next season. I think they could be using him as a trade piece. Yeah. Um, and I do think they're going to go full-fledged after Giannis. Yep. They got money, too. They have money. Uh, they are attractive. The only issue is both Warriors stars and Clay and in Steph now are on the wrong side of 30, and they both have had significant injuries. Mm-hmm. So Giannis could look at that and say, am I going to go to the Western Conference and join a team that might be the best team in the NBA or might be the best team in their conference? Like That's things he has to think about. And the Lakers are kissing up to Giannis by having his brother, who's not good at basketball, on their team. (laughs) So um, to answer the question, yeah, I definitely think the Warriors will be back in play. I definitely think they'll be a perennial all-star team or Mm -hmm. uh, playoff team again. Top five seed. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. To answer the question, yes. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. I'm with you on that. Just the, the proven champs, those, 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 those guys, and then Draymond obviously being in the mix too. With the, you know, Draymond sucks. Hey, no, no, no. Draymond's not obviously <laughs> proven not to be the guy with his single, tri- his single, uh, or his triple single. The Charles Barkley, <laughs> but, um, um, but yeah, I think Clay coming back, Steph coming back. If they can find a way to keep, even if they can find a way just to keep Wiggins with that core, they're automatically a top five seed. <laughs> Draymond so. looks like he shoots with a backpack. Yeah, on. no, Isn't I love that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he shoots his, his shoulders forward and his, yeah, yeah. Draymond's um, gonna be washed. Give me that rock. Give me that rock. Draymond's a great glue guy, though. He's a he's a he's a joking was. great lube guy. Yeah, was a great glue guy. Oh, he's, he's, guy. Okay. he's a he's a joking Noah. You know, clean it up, do it all, Mister Do It All kind of guy. Yo, joking Noah aged poorly. Yeah, he, rather yeah. rather quickly. Well, he too. always looked like he was like forty. As soon as he got that, as soon as he got that Knicks contract, he was Gonzo, bro. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, what do you think, Kent? Yeah. Yeah. Sign me up. They're gonna they're, they'll be back in the mix again. I, talent. Yeah. Well, I, even if like uncertainty, like I still think that they're gonna figure it out because they're a very well run organization and Steph's still good and so is Clay. Yeah. So okay. they'll figure it out. They are not cheeks. Yep. All right. They are not cheeks. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Couch. Uh, the next question comes from Jeffrey Calling Arrington. It said, hey. What's good, fellas? Uh what's his, good? His first question is how big of a deal is us not receiving any comp- compensatory picks? <laughs> is it be- is it because we won the Super Bowl? Is that how that works? I'm gonna let Kent take this one. <laughs> oh, you really wanted to get me started on compensatory picks. Did you, you were pissed. I saw I was, that, dude. I was a little bummed. Yeah, I was sad. bummed because there was like a chance. Okay. Uh the Chiefs they didn't they didn't get they did not get compensatory picks because they didn't win the Super Bowl. They got it because they had an equal amount of input and output when it came to qualifying free agents. There was a chance that they were somehow going to get a fourth-round compensatory pick for that bum, Steve Nelson, uh, if Alex <laughs> Okafor's contract had uh, not qualified as a uh, compensatory-eligible contract. 
the way his void years and stuff worked, it was an unprecedented unprecedented situation that the guy that kind of reverse engineers the compensatory formula mm. hadn't figured out yet. There was actually a new piece of the puzzle added this week uh, mm. when they found out that the Chiefs weren't getting it. So there was a chance that they were going to be able to get one for Steve Nelson because Alex Okafor wasn't going to qualify potentially, but he did. Then they didn't get any. It had nothing to do with the Super Bowl, though. Hmm. I have nothing to add to yeah. that. So I hope that answers. <laughs> That's like the most boring minute of the show. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. That answers the question directly. We would have like just danced around that for like yeah, 30 seconds. You know? yeah. they, they hate us because they won the Super Bowl. <laughs> Like dictatorship when it comes to the cat. That's a fair question. I, we appreciate it, Jeffrey, but you know we have our guy Ken here. Luckily for that answer, because like I said, Trevor and I would have been Michael Jackson moonwalking. Like, oh yeah, it's good with the chance. Right, so <laughs> his, uh, his second question is: I keep seeing a possibility of us trading down with our first round pick at thirty-two. How do we feel about that? I mean, I feel like we already kind of addressed that a little bit. Um, Look, I don't hate it, it but yeah, it, I don't think they will. Yeah, no. I, I agree with Kent. If they end up trading Chris Jones, they're going to get seven, multiple picks out of that one. Uh, if, if they do that and they end up getting their seven picks, then I definitely see them probably staying at 32 and um, taking either the best player available or, like you said, taking a cornerback and just building from that position on. So, yeah, a lot of that – obviously, here we go. A lot of that hinges on the decision-making of what we're going to do with Chris Jones, what we get for Chris Jones. If we can get more picks for him, that would change everything. Obviously, the landscape of the draft and the, and the, and the approach of the draft. Um, I would like to see us dra- dra- trade down, um, just because I think this. I think the second round is going to be so loaded with talent that's you know skipped over, <clears throat> whether it's receivers or or linebackers or corners. Um, I think that's going to be the sweet the sweet spot round. Uh, so I mean, the, at the bottom of the first might as well be the second round. So I mean, if you can dra- if you can trade down a couple spots, you know, get a couple more second rounders, I'm all for that. So. That's yeah. me. I agree with everything y'all yeah. just said. So it's, just, it's a very fluid situation. It's always right. going to be fluid because there is this is the wildest offseason in Chiefs history. No but it all doesn't matter because they won the freaking Super Bowl. Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. <laughs> Champ. <laughs> Fuck Michigan Megable. <laughs> That's what it reminded me of. Anyways, sorry. Yeah. All right. Hijacking the conversation. <laughs> all right. So, so next question is uh, from none other than Shaggy Shane. Our guy. And it's our guy. To make a, a long story short. Uh, his question is with Sammy Watkins more than likely leaving this spring, who do you like to pick up his production in January? In January, yes, for playoffs. Des Bryant. Damn it, dude. I was gonna say it, man. I had to jump in. I wanted to say it. I wanted to say it first. (laughs) Trevor, who do you think? (laughs) Say it together. Put it up. Uh, I mean. Who's gonna take the production? I don't. I mean, it's, it's not gonna be McCall Hardman yet. He's, I don't think he's ready, but he's not that type type of receiver. So Des Bryant definitely is that type of receiver. Uh, no, <laughs> I don't know. It's gonna. I think we're gonna have to draft somebody. Or I mean, there's nobody really in that of that prototypical type of receiver uh, <laughs> to beat press. Like we talked, we already kind of touched on this a little earlier. But I just don't see anybody uh, outside of the, in, in, at least in free agency, who's gonna who's gonna take over that spot. So our best bet would either to keep Sammy Watkins, find a way to keep him, or find somebody similar. To him in the draft that has this similar skill set. I think it could be Matt Stafford. No, <laughs> he's got the athletic callback. Yeah. It's like a month ago. That's Stafford. preseason callback. Hey, all you spoken OGs, man. If you know, if you know <laughs> that, if you know that callback. We love yeah. you. But no, it, it, yeah, you can't just sit here right now in March and say, "Well, I think it's going to be this guy." Mm. It's it's so impo- it's almost impossible to really speculate on that one right now. So 
Uh, we we touched on the fact that it, I think whoever it's going to be, it's got to be somebody who can who can play at a high level against press coverage because of the physicality that Sammy Watkins does bring to the field. I mean, you saw him make Richard Sherman into absolute burnt toast in the Super Bowl. Uh, the way that Richard Sherman <laughs> talked about how he was going to just you know lock him down or nobody no one can you know throw on me even though it was how that turned out. Yeah, yeah, Patrick Mahomes was eight for eight in that game mm. against Richard Sherman. You know, I digress. I digress. Mm. Um, but no, it, it, it's it, it, if, if I have to make a guess, it's going to have to be a wide receiver, like I said, that's going to be a physical guy, uh, somebody who's going to be 6'2", 200 pounds. It's going to come in here and be physical, like I said, because yeah. Tyreek's going to be the finesse-style wide receiver. You're going to have somebody on the other side that compliments more on the physical side. So it's just really tough to say at this point. That's why you're going to get the KC draft guide in a little bit exactly. so you guys can decide there you go. Which, which wide receiver you'd like to so choose to go get. you as Brian, is what you're saying. <laughs> I'm going to flip this fucking table, I swear. <laughs> like, just... <laughs> There's like Jesus style. I'm just gonna flip the table. (laughs) There's a lot of dudes that can fit though. There really is. I mean, it's free agency and draft. Like you know, it just depends on the value, the amount you're gonna spend. But even if they don't get like a true X, just throw Byron Pringle out there for the first. I would love to figure. Yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be nice, but that's expensive. Yeah, that's expensive again because the Chiefs have no money. They have Stephon Diggs so much. So let's let's spend it all on Chris. Yeah, there you go, Lance. Yeah, all eggs in one basket. That's what I love. Responsible. Let's do it. Strap ourselves to this rock. Fiscal responsibility. What's that? That was it. For, awesome. Uh, well, thank yeah, you guys so much for the Monday mailbag this week. Every single week on Monday mornings, I post that to the group. Definitely uh, participate in that. Give us your discussions. Give us your topics, your debates, your questions. Whatever you guys have that you want us to talk about on the show, we will obviously do that gladly. And we always appreciate all your guys' contributions to this point. But there's this one segment that we do at the end of every show. I do believe it's called Hold, Hold This Hell. It's time. I want you to do me a favor and hold this L. Somebody's got to hold that L. <laughs> the him, the her. I'm talking like caps lock L L L L L L L L Cool J stuff. Hold that L. <laughs> Good God, man. Hold this gigantic, <gasps> veiny, oh pulsating L. Man, you are one pathetic loser. You ignorant man. <laughs> oh, that was great. Oh, hold Sorry. this L. Time to hold this L. So we will start with none other than Mr. Yo 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 himself again. Three street segments. Eddie Ortiz is feeling special. So we had a guest tonight, but feels like Eddie's the guest for some weird reason. So Kent, thank you for taking the back seat for a second. No, that's fine. Uh, Mr. Yo Yo Yo. I'm interested what Eddie has to say anyway. (laughs) Who is holding the L, Mr. Ortiz? My L is going to go to uh, Jurgen Klopp. Uh, He is the uh, head coach, manager, Mm -hmm. whatever you call it, for Liverpool FC. Totally know who that is. Yes. <laughs> this last week. That was my L. This, this last week, uh, they they uh, they got elim- or this week actually, they got eliminated from Champions League uh, by Atletico Madrid at their at their home, uh, going into overtime, uh, leading two zero. So Atletico Madrid was hanging in the ropes. They they had a little bit of time and they managed to make the comeback and score three goals and win the game, and in the process eliminate. Uh, Liverpool FC. But that's not why I'm giving him the L. I'm giving him the L because of what he said afterwards uh, in, in the press conference. He pretty much said that he's like, I'm not a sore loser. 
But the way this team played, it was like, I'm not going to say much, but the way this team played with the talent they have, mm. they should play better. Underachieved. Yes. Yeah. So, and he's pretty much saying we lost to a shitty version of that team. And I'm being a sore loser. I'm pretty much pissed. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, they eliminated you, but they just outplayed yeah. you. Just Take be your honest. L. Take you don't take that L. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You don't just, <laughs> hey, it's almost like this is a perfect time exactly. to say that. Exactly. So for that reason, just for, for him saying he's not a sore loser while making himself the sore loser deserves an L. So for me, Jurgen Klopp, you're going to have to hold this L. L. Trevor Twidwell, who is holding the L this week? Well, I'm just going to go right out and just approach the, the fresh one. Rudy Gobert, man. Um, <laughs> you went for it. You went I'm for it. I'm going straight for okay, it. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a seat on this one. Yeah, I, There's not much to really dive into. If, if, I mean, it's it's been the hot topic of the NBA and sports in general because this socially distance myself. This is what launched. Trevor's got the Roni. This is what. <laughs> Trevor has dark. I got it because of you, Rudy. No. I, <laughs> did you get an autograph from him, too? I did. Yeah. He touched my shoulder and it was all over. Ooh, um, is that all he touched? No. No, I, I'm trying to block those memories. Uh, <laughs> He's so mad. Suppress. Suppress. Right uh, no, I mean, um, my guy, man, you, you're you're out there flagrantly flailing your arms around, touching all the all the the, the media microphones and and and, and utensils. Uh, you know, I just. Uh, it's embarrassing, man. That he, <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you just say utensils? U- utensils, you know, like little Walkman recorders and all that stuff. There, whatever, whatever they use. Uh, people still have, people I'm, not still eating, have, I'm not eating with a recorder. Right. Like, it's, a, it's a utensil. Hey guys, I made steaks. Bring your utensils, your there's microphones, your there's, there's pencils and pens, <laughs> your paper clips. We're out of recorders. <laughs> you have to use the fork now. Did you do the dishes? The recorders are all dirty. <laughs> Put him in a sink. Uh, and supposedly, supposedly he was causing beef with with his law, his own locker room, because uh, I, I guess him and Donovan Mitchell were goofing around and making light of the situation that's been going on. Uh, it, obviously, it, it launched the NBA into a whirlwind of not only chaos but immediate shutdown. Not just the NBA, the chain reaction well, after that. Right, that's what I'm saying. So that the, the, he was kind of the core cause of this the sports mania that you know this this epic shutdown of sports in general. Because I initially was going to give it to us as a podcast for having <laughs> nothing to talk about for the next few weeks, and who, whoever knows in the future whatever that holds, and we're going to have to start talking about bowling and chess and backgammon here pretty soon. So uh, yeah, I don't Rudy, hate that Rudy Gobert man. I mean, uh, you were. You're making a comedic approach about it all, and, and, and mocking it, and, and the fact that people have died, and you're in there mocking it is kind of bad, just because you know no one close to you or anybody you know that had affected it, you know, directly to you. Now you're now you have that infection, and you brought it home to whoever's home with you. I don't know if you have a family. I'm not really sure, but you obviously got your, some of your teammates involved. Um, a kid, I believe. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I know Donovan Mitchell. Obviously, I think there was Moutier was one of the other players. I think that got affected. Yeah, Donovan history. Mitchell's son just got reported to have it. So oh, I know. I know there was an official. I think that got it. Uh, I think an NCAA official. official. It's uh, a couple, a few soccer players. I think got it too as well. Yes. There was announced. So this is just yeah, him being the poster child of all this. How this all started. It's just kind of an embarrassment because he was making a mockery of it. And I know there was talks of him being fined by the NBA or even causing, you know, uh, a, a rift in the locker room of the Jazz themselves, which is completely understandable. Um, he was just him, him and Donovan Mitchell were obviously just irresponsible with the situation. They were supposed to be isolating themselves. They all knew the effects of this. They all knew what was going on. Uh, but, I mean, obviously, like a lot of us, he was just negligent. 
you know, and didn't care enough to really take it seriously. But now it's dead serious. And now sports are completely shut down. Um, so this is yeah, fine. fuck it up for everyone was a person. Yeah, hey, <laughs> let's well make said. a meme right now. Well yeah. said, well said. Yeah, he fucked it up for everybody. So well, can't have nice things. Go yeah. bear that burden. Oh, I've seen a meme too. Go so, uh, bear uh, that burden. Uh, the 2019-2020 the, the uh, Defensive Player of the Year shut the entire league. Yeah, so that, uh, dude, that was <laughs> that, that was well done. Perfect. That was well done. That was, that was well perfect because yeah, it had to be him too, which was ironic <laughs> as shit. So oh. man, yeah, my guy, I, I love you as a player, man. But th- that was some super childish uh, approaches you had to this entire situation. Just um, extremely immature to me um, and, and poor taste. So Rudy Gobert, my buddy, you're gonna have to go go ahead and do me a favor and hold, hold this hell. All right, Mr. Arrowhead Pride, Mr. Kent Swanson. Who? Let's just uh, let's get this over with. Who is holding? Who is holding the L? So uh, yeah, here's the thing. This, this has nothing to do with recent events. Uh, it has to do with the fact that the Chiefs won the freaking Super Bowl. <laughs> Say it again, baby. Uh, one more oh, again. One more. Game. The Chiefs won the freaking Super Bowl. Um, okay, and let's let's lighten things up a little bit here because uh, you know. It's been a it's been a rough week. He's doing he's do, if you guys can't see he's, doing the, he's doing the he's doing the Birdman rubbing of hands. I'm irritated. He's putting on hot oils. Rant Swanson <laughs> might come out if we're not careful. Steam. There is steam. Anybody, and I mean anybody that has ever huh. ever tried to put Lamar Jackson, Deshaun yeah. Watson, and Patrick Levon Mahomes in the it. same conversation, you are it. going to hold a thick. Ginormous, massive L here in a minute. Look, I have seen people talk about the clutch factor and try to rank these three. I've I've seen people try to talk about who they would rather have on third down between so these aroused. three, who they want to win a game, and it is over. Lamar Jackson has an MVP, and my guy is not even remotely in the same tier as Patrick LeVon Mahomes. Maybe Lamar should try winning a playoff game first before anybody tries to clump him and Patrick LeVon Mahomes in the same conversation. Deshaun Watson, you had 24 points on Patrick LeVon Mahomes, and it didn't matter because you could not come through remotely while my guy was out here driving his team and being perfect for the duration of the rest of the playoffs. Patrick LeVon Mahomes is coming for Tom Brady's tier. He's got one Super Bowl and I, I this is legit. There is people in New England I have talked to out on the road at the Senior Bowl who are angry and terrified of Patrick LeVon Mahomes winning his first Super Bowl because they know that it's over. That Patrick is coming for everything that they've ever held on to dearly. It took them one year, it took two years to go out and win a Super Bowl. Uh. The Chiefs don't know anything different than an AFC championship now. Oh. Anybody, anybody who has ever, ever had the audacity, first apologize, yes, yes. apologize for having the audacity to tear these three together. But for now, you can just go ahead and hold oh, this out. I blacked. Hey, don't you dare say we can't clap on that one. Is it, is it my turn? I blacked out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can you so around. Damn you, kid. Damn it. I usually bring it home and I'm sorry. I got to hold the L now. <laughs> Just stop the show. <laughs> That's it for today. God. My guy. No yes. My guy. 
I had to. If you know Kent at all in real life, he's a pretty mild-mannered dude. We are, we are all so You brought the, di- you brought right the right devil now. out of him on that one. I had Skip Bayless in my head like the whole time. Oh, should have just told Skip straight hey, up. Hey, Marcellus Wiley as well. Done, buddy. Well done. I checked myself for the Corona. <laughs> yeah, you need some Purell after that. Yeah, I brought my own Purell here. <laughs> he opened up the entire six pack on that one, dude. That was amazing. Sorry, well had done. To. Had to. All right. Well, I saved it for you, by well, the way, buddy. Shit. Okay. This for you. Is your L even close to that? Are you kidding? What is? Hell Bobby no. Knight couldn't have done that. Are you fucking kidding? Look, okay, I'm going to keep this very simple because my dude can't just stole the damn show, and I loved it. That was amazing. Um, I haven't played video games in a very long time. I I, I just haven't had the time. I lost interest for a while. Um, But honestly, I'm starting to feel like I might have to purchase myself a console and get one particular game, and it's uh, ESPN 2K. Mm. Uh And um, I'm not handing the L to them or to anybody because, in fact, this is the greatest news we've had is (laughs) football fans and football video game fans for a very long time. In fact, since 2004. Mm. I remember being about – well, we were 13, 14 years old at that time. Mm. I was obsessed with ESPN 2K5 with Terrell Owens in the Eagles jersey catching the ball with Remember his left that. hand. Yep. It was like $25 to buy the damn game, whereas Madden was like 60 bucks, 870 like bucks. And it's like half the technology. <laughs> like ESPN's gameplay was so fluid. Yeah. It was fun. You had Berman, you know, doing the whoop, whoop, you know, all that yeah. stuff on the on the on the um, um the replays and things of that nature. Larry Johnson was a beast. It was unbelievable. That game was so much fun, and it went away for 16 years. And I was so bummed. And I, I honestly, that might have been one of the biggest reasons why I stopped playing video games, because it was gone. That's all changing Uh-oh. this year. Official, effective immediately, EA and the NFL have agreed to a multi-year oh, deal. Not EA. I'm sorry, not 2K. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, we got to get that right. I'm going to get lawsuits up in this bitch. So 2K. 2004 called. Perfect, perfect, perfect time. We got, we got, perfect time we got to, noon called. We got the Twin Wheels are behind the times on this one. I think the noon called was off air, too. So, like, no one's going to get that. But that's the beauty of it. That's hey, the beauty of it. was on that game, right? Yeah. <laughs> Matt Stafford was, too. <laughs> Put him together. Dream team. Hey. Yeah, so um, this is great news for all of us. Who it's not great news for is Madden. Because of the fact that although everybody plays Madden, it was by default. There was no alternative. Now there's an alternative. And the reason why that alternative went away was because of the fact that 2K was a legitimate threat to Madden. It was a better football game, and it was cheaper to buy. Now, I don't know if that's going to be the case this time around, but I guarantee you it's going to be a better game. So the only person that's holding the L in this is Madden. So th- I'm not going to sit here and do a backflip and scream like my guy Kent Swanson did for Lamar. <laughs> but my God, Madden, you're going to have to do me, Lance Twidwell, a serious favor here and hold, hold this L. Because but, 2K's back, motherfucker. Hey, perfect time to quarantine yourself and just play some. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, I wish that game was out today. I wouldn't win it. <laughs> I bought two of them. I bought two of them, man, because I'd have burned through the first one. Yeah, the tournament. This was. I mean, do I even have to say it? This was absolutely a blast. Like, so I'm still coming. <laughs> My dude can't drop the yeah. damn energy, oh, man. Gosh. It was a blast tonight. Seriously, dude. I'm gonna fall asleep now. <laughs> <laughs> you got the case of the tireds. My dude, my dude, you don't ever have time and availability because you're always working your ass off. So your time for us is always appreciate valuable. It, it, we, we thank you so much, fun. dude. Our listeners always love it when you come on our show. 
And guys, if you're not following Ken, I don't know what the hell you're doing listening to us. But if can you give him your Twitter handle and all that good stuff, man? Uh, yeah, Kent underscore Swanson. Find me on Twitter. Uh, got bad puns available on request. So <laughs> you used to be, his yeah, gift game's pretty strong too. You gotta, I, 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 I'm working on it. Your we're, gift game's not bad. We're honing the craft. Yeah, yeah, not bad. Not we're honing bad. the craft. So, and that, guys, I, again, thank you all for listening, and, and I really hope that we brought it home to you guys. Like, obviously, we, we, we're having a great time and laughing, and that's how you should be living your life, even in the toughest of times, because it really does help you get through it. Levity is great. Um, but at the same time, what, what we started the show off, I want to end it end the show off with as well. I, I really hope you guys understand that this is a very serious time that we are going through, and you guys have all of us here with you going through this because we have to. There's no other choice. Let's get through this together. Be safe. Be cautious. Consider the ones around you, especially the elderly, the wash ones that are hands. older. Yes, wash your hands, wash your ass, wash all that shit, man. Make sure you're staying Stick on top your of your sanitations, man. Mostly your hands. It's amazing. It's yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that too. Not everybody's out bumping asses, but. <laughs> Uh, have you been to a club? I'm just saying. But no, I it. Tra- yep, forget it. <laughs> We're going to leave that. We're just going to drop that there. Uh, yeah, but in all here. seriousness, if, if, if those are clothes. Yes. I think you're fine. But. Okay. <laughs> you don't wear clothes on your hands. We will just be back next hands. week. We'll be gloves. back the week after <laughs> this. We'll be back for weeks to come. <laughs> It's we're not going anywhere. Like I said, sports will resume sooner or later. We can't give you the date, but it's coming. And football season will be back here before we know it. We're gonna have Kent back on the show if he hasn't blocked my number yet. But it will happen. And we will all be here to discuss and discuss for years to come. So I just hope that you guys, although it is a very stressful, fearful time, we're gonna get through this, but we have to be careful. We have to be cautious with our health and with everybody's around ours, around us. So for Trevor Twidwell, for Eddie Ortiz, for Kent Swanson. I am Lance Twidwell, here inside the Foolish Club Studios, Spoken Podcast, Episode 55. Episode 56 is coming sooner than you realize. So when that's, we're out of this bitch. Later. Yeah. We're going to get out of this bitch. Thank you so much for listening, guys. See ya. You are tuned in to the Spoken. I might actually stick around for a little bit.